0: Hello and welcome to the formal review. Today, we will be looking at the 2020 film, The Way Back. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the review. Hello everyone and welcome back to The Formal Review. This is season 3 episode 5 and I thank you all for tuning in once again. Now I know it seems like I skipped my review on the Call of the Wild, but if you follow me on social media, you should know that I do written reviews as well. Just so everyone knows, some of my reviews will be written for Backseat Directors and some of them will be reviewed on the podcast. Now Call of the Wild review is on backseatdirectors.com, now going forward I may write some reviews, but some of the written reviews will also have full episodes on them so I can talk about the entire film now before I get started on this episode I do want to preface it with a slight spoiler warning and I will do my best to not completely ruin the movie for you but as I always say I do suggest that you go see the film before you have to hear what I have to say about it so you understand everything but if you do not care about that keep listening now Ben Affleck has had a very interesting career though he's best known for his time as an actor the two-time Oscar winner has excelled in a variety of fields including writing directing and producing and he became a household name when he and his lifelong friend Matt Damon wrote the inspirational drama goodwill hunting almost 23 years ago in 1997 and they won an oscar for their story and then after establishing himself as an actor he decided to direct films such as 2007's gone baby gone starring his brother casey affleck 2010's The Town, 2016's Live By Night, and 2012's Argo, the latter of which he won his second Oscar for. Having said that, he has also been in plenty of bad films, such as Jilji, which is one of the worst movies I've ever seen, and Pearl Harbor. I really don't like that film. I think it's a terribly written film that really has nothing to do about Pearl Harbor. A few more interesting facts about Ben Affleck, he has been friends with Matt Damon since Little League Baseball, and over the years they have written and or starred in 9 movies together. In addition, Affleck has been in 6 Kevin Smith movies, Mallrats, Dogma, Chasing Amy, Clerks 2, Jersey Girl, and Jane's Silent Bob Strike Back. And also interestingly, he has turned down many roles for good or bad, such as Live Free or Die Hard, Brokeback Mountain, Cinderella Man, Ghosts of Girlfriend's Past, Glory Road, hilarious given this movie, and Ra- runaway bride. Now, before I get into my review of The Way Back, I want to let you all know my favorite Ben Affleck films that he has started, but more of my favorite roles that he has done. And starting with number five, Good Will Hunting. Now, obviously, this movie is really good, but I really like this movie mostly because Ben Affleck, this is one of his first starring roles. And I think he does a really good job here. The reason why it's at the top of this list is because, to me, this is just quintessential Ben Affleck. It doesn't really show too many really great acting scenes for him, but it's such a quintessential role for him, in my opinion, that I can't not have it in my top five. The next one is The Accountant. I thought this film was really fun to watch. It was really interesting to see Ben Affleck as this accountant, but perhaps on the spectrum, who was also this extreme assassin. I thought it was a really fun role to see him in. Number three is probably going to get some people a little bit upset, is Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, the Ultimate Edition. I think the two films are definitely different from the Ultimate version versus the theatrical version, and I do like his version of Batman I think there is a lot of good acting in that character showing so much of his hatred towards Superman I thought it was really good and number two is Dogma now similarly to Goodwill Hunting I think that it was quintessential Ben Affleck now the reason why I like this role so much better is because I think it is a much better character overall given uh the story of Dogma it is such a very interesting story and the character is so powerful now the top one is as a lot of people's list is the town here Now, again, this is very similar to a lot of the other films about a guy being from Boston, but this character, I think, has a really good arc, and I think Ben Affleck really does add to that. I know a lot of people want Argo on there, but personally, I am not the biggest fan of Argo. I think it's good. I just don't think it's his best film. So, now going into The Way Back. This film is a sports drama film directed by Gavin O'Connor. It stars, obviously, Ben Affleck, Al Madrigal, Michaela Watkins, Jania Gavincar, and Affleck stars an alcoholic, instruction worker who becomes a basketball coach at the high school where he was the best player to attend and this team has become really not competitive ever since he graduated high school. So, inspirational sports dramas I think are fairly formulaic at this point and most viewers know exactly what they're going to get from him. The main character has a reason to be a coach and leads the losing team to glory while gaining knowledge about themselves or giving knowledge to players. Now some of them are also white savior stories and some of them are not, and even the director of this film, Gavin O'Connor, has done two previous films in this genre, 2004's Miracle about the USA Olympic team over the Russians and 2011's Warrior about two brothers. Brothers in an MMA tournament. Now these stories are always fun to watch because there's this good feeling to see this underdog win out and because of this essential formula that these inspirational sports dramas have, viewers are going to know what they're going to get for the first two-thirds of this film. Now the last third of this film, the story decides to take a tangent. As I left the theater, I wasn't sure if I liked it or not. However, after thinking about it for a while, I think it was a very good decision by O'Connor. It really did show a more realistic view of What would happen if an alcoholic coached a team of high school kids? Normally, Hollywood would kind of brush over this and create this kind of happy ending where they either win out or you get this montage of freeze frame with what happened as they got past this specific sports event. But O'Connor decides against this, which I really think works in his favor. The decision made the final third act of the film somewhat unpredictable. The film goes from a stereotypical film about sports to one about a man who must overcome his own self-induced troubles and analyzes the long, hard road that is grief. And I think what really works about this film is Affleck's performance as Cunningham. The film is obviously a very personal one. And this is even shown more in interviews that he has had promoting this film where he is discussed about his own personal issues alcoholism and this is seriously one of his best performances if not his best and really anybody watching this film can see the passion in his performance honestly his performance is perhaps worth any price of admission this film does take a bit to get going and has a very sluggish buildup of his kind of sad self-torturing routine of drinking and after a while the viewer will understand that he has a problem with alcohol and then there's like three or four more scenes of this there's even this weird kind of montage of him drinking beer prior to giving a phone call where he goes through a 24 pack of his favorite beer and really this could have been this weird advertisement for this beer when the audience is given the reason why he drinks so much one can feel him however this reveal comes so late in the film that it feels a little bit rushed and Not so much that it's a big deal, but it still doesn't feel as authentic as it could have been. But I think that the biggest issue with the film is that it tries to tie in the sports theme. And I do see what the film is trying to do with establishing the relationship between Cunningham and the team. But the relationship doesn't hit as well as it could. And I think this is because not much is given about the team and who all these players are. Some of them have qualities that do fit the mold of a stereotypical dysfunctional team, but no real background is given to them. One does have a bit of background that does pay off but it's still not 100% successful and I think that this film focuses more on Affleck's character and not his relationship with team. And the team is likable enough but the relationship could have been stronger if more was given about them. And I think that this hurts the film mostly because it is marketed as a sports movie. And I understand that's what the director is trying to do, of trying to attract people who want to watch sports movies. But as with Warrior, this kind of can. Negatively affect people's opinion of the film. Now, had this been marketed more as a character study, I think I would have liked it a bit more initially. When I look back at it as this character study of Cunningham, I think that it really makes the movie a lot better. Affleck gives one of his best performances, if not his best, and the film is really along the lines of O'Connor's Warrior. It is a drama film embedded with sports. It's not only a message of sports is a good thing and it can help people, and it does touch on films that. Go through this but it also adds the sensitivity and depth to that formula that is in these inspirational sports drama films and I really think that this film is worth checking out even if only you're going there for Affleck's performance now what did you think of the film and what are your favorite Ben Affleck roles hit me up on social media and let me know the formal review is on Twitter Instagram and Facebook the URL is all the same it's at the formal review thanks again for tuning in to the formal review so you never miss an episode please subscribe on your favorite podcast server Service. We're on Podbean, Google Podcast, Spotify, iTunes, and much, much more. Pretty much any service that you can find your podcast. In addition, I always want to grow and improve, so please leave a review on your favorite service. And please feel free to also tell me what you want to hear and or a film you want me to review. I do this for you all and I want to keep this entertaining. Each pair of ears that you give to this podcast allows me to continue. For those who have supported me on a financial basis, I really appreciate that you have supported me in that way. For those who want to give financial support, please go to anchor.fm for- forward slash the minus sign the minus sign formal minus sign review and click support this podcast and really any donation is appreciated as with every episode i do have music in the background i do not own the rights to this music but i do put it in the show to support each film score this is an important part of the film and can really bring the audience into the film's environment the music in this episode is from the way back original motion picture soundtrack composed by rob simonson released by watertown music on february 28th 2020. I thank you all for tuning in once again and until next time, I'll see you at the movies. Take care everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Formal Review. We hope you'll join us again.